did the salvation of our souls happen at the crucifixion? Yes, but was it here fully? Well, not without the resurrection. It sure wasn't. Mm -hmm. But what are we doing on Saturday? We're living in a here now, not yet. <laughs> yeah, that is actually, we actually Friday, do live Holy, Holy Saturday, Saturday yeah. every time in yes, hope of yes, Easter, yes, yes. right? Yep. That, the Easter people's a disposition uh, of hope. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, friends, welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. I am uh, the host for today, Aaron Richards. I'm, I'm super pumped to be here. We're, we're talking about Easter, and I just got a little declaration to make, Brad, Dan. Yeah, do it. We are an Easter people, and Alleluia yes! is our song. Yes, amen. Amen. Uh, Brad? Yes, good seeing you, friend. Welcome to the show, brother, Dan. Yeah! Last week, friends, if you want to uh, get a little glimpse of some cringeworthy material, check it out, uh, where we shook hands to start the show. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. accidentally said, hey, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you guys, <laughs> after knowing Spoken Aaron for like, a true like evangelist. 30 years of my life. Yeah. We are, uh, we're, we're excited to be with you today to to celebrate the message of the message of Easter. You know, last last week we we had some rousing discussion on uh, on the cross and mm -hmm. and the the death, the sacrifice of Jesus, and the meaning of that sacrifice for us today. And uh, today we're we're reflecting on on the empty tomb. Woohoo! Um, what it yeah. what what power the empty tomb holds for us as Christians. Mm -hmm. And it, it may come as no surprise to you that the resurrection of Jesus is the single greatest event that's happened in the history of <laughs> it's what the all, universe. It's kind of, it's kind of a big on. deal. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pray to kick off. Otherwise, mm. if I get started, it's never gonna happen. Um, nice, Dan. You wanna you yeah. wanna open us, brother? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, I pray that right now you would flood us with joy that we yeah. would experience the freedom that you promised us to experience through the resurrection. Lord, I Thank pray you, that Jesus. in this episode, uh, strongholds would be broken and people would be set free, that those who are laying in their tombs, that they would find a personal resurrection uh, on this episode today. Lord, I pray that your grace mm -hmm. would um, be so evident uh, and that yeah, we would be God. filled with the Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 The, the, the encounter with the risen Jesus, it's the it's the story, it's it's the testimony of our life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I recall, Dan, there was there was one, um, I guess, Brad, you were here for this too, mm -hmm. there, was, there was a really profound testimony. There was a girl who came to camp with, at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, and she met the person of Jesus profoundly for the first time. And um, I remember, I think you overheard this testimony that she ran up to her dad at the end of the end of the week and said, he's real, he's alive, and I actually know him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that's that's the that's the moment where where connection with Jesus it it makes sense to us and it only makes sense in the fact that Jesus is alive. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can't have a relationship with dead people. Period. End of story, <laughs> right? Right. And uh and that's that's why the message of Easter is 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 so beautiful. The message of resurrection is so beautiful. It's like I said mm -hmm. like I said to kick off the show it's it's the the definitive moment where uh where our whole understanding of creation is turned upside down, right? Mm -hmm. And as a, as a secular culture, we tend to domesticate this message. Mm -hmm. um, even if you know we uh, as as we work our way through Lent, like we're getting ready for Easter Sunday, and um, I don't know, Dan, I'm sure this happens for you, and Brad, it will for you mm -hmm. at some point in the in the future. But we've we've got little kiddos, and like most of our Easter preparations are okay. Where are we going to go for lunch on Easter Saturday? You know, mm -hmm. how are we going to celebrate? 
with our family. What our dress um, is going to look like. I spent Easter. a lot of time picking out my Easter dress <laughs> and, and the hat. Right? Yours yeah. personally? Yeah, my personal. I was thinking your daughter's No, dress. no, yeah, just, no we, so yeah, many, I got so four, many mental four images. girls in my house with lots of Easter dresses, and so I haven't worn one yet. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, it, it, you know, it becomes about Easter egg hunts and mm-hmm. and kind of the just the the fun of the holiday and nowhere else do do we I think run the risk of I guess I guess we do work with Christmas and <laughs> at least at least Good Friday has been saved <laughs> right yeah. we haven't we haven't had the domestic domestication of of Good Friday yet yeah uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but man oh man like the 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 message of the message of Easter the message of the resurrection. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it is, it is the, 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 primary moment where we see that, that, that our ability to comprehend and understand the world as we know it mm-hmm. is insufficient, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, top, top two greatest moments in history. Uh, I guess maybe top three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got, we've got the, the creation of the universe. Yep, where, that was a good day. Where, yeah, that was, where that was a really good where there's day. Where there's emptiness yeah. and void, and God speaks speaks something out of nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. hard to explain that yeah, any other is. way. Yeah. And then you've got the incarnation, right? Where mm-hmm. where God becomes becomes nature. That's, that's, he that's becomes heresy. nature. He, he, he <laughs> takes upon himself a human. When nature. God takes upon himself human flesh, <laughs> and and then and then in the resurrection, the resurrection is 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 the the, the quintessential. It's the primary um, encounter of mm-hmm. of the Lord with with the created universe, where where God demonstrates to us that hey, everything that's going in this direction that you thought was headed toward an irreversible um, and uh, the determined course. Mm-hmm. What you thought was wrong, yeah, mm-hmm. right? That right. that that I can I can put a stop here, mm-hmm. and I can I can reestablish the story. Like what we thought was definitive and what we thought was unavoidable um, can be stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, it is it is the nature of God, mm-hmm. and it's it's the heart of God to say, "Hey, what you thought was inevitable, mm-hmm. um, I've got bigger plans." Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because yeah. we're we're such a um, uh, rational. It's actually, it's really funny because right now in our generation, we're absolutely irrational in so many things. Like we don't follow like basic reason when it comes to like, mm-hmm. like female and male body parts, like determine what gender you are. Right. Yeah. We like, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go there, Dan. Yeah. We're going there today. <laughs> it's Easter. No, but we've defied reason in some ways, but in other ways, we're just so like practical. If I can't yeah. explain, like everything is so rational in our culture that we mm-hmm. don't believe in the supernatural mm-hmm. as much anymore. And yes. I just, I love those, like the incarnation and the resurrection of Jesus were these two gigantic supernatural moments that there's no way we can explain them mm-hmm. in the natural like context. Yeah. Right. And then everything in between, uh, the incarnation, and the resurrection, Jesus is just like, I'm going to yeah. show you yeah. a supernatural lifestyle that mm-hmm. the, that the, the, the so beauty beautiful. of the resurrection for me is just, there's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, like, we have a supernatural God, and so we can yeah. live a supernatural lifestyle or hope for su- supernatural things. Mm-hmm. The yeah. miracles actually do happen. Yeah. Well, you were um, preaching on this recently, Dan, but I was thinking back to 
in the Acts of the Apostles when they're talking about Jesus, that like, right, that he was anointed by God and he went around doing good yeah. and then healing all who were uh, oppressed by the devil. And like, it's yeah. like, that's a, that's a pretty good like life statement. Like, you yeah. know, that'd be a good thing to do, but I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that it's a, I Oh, lo- you're oppressed by the devil. You're healed. You're oppressed by the devil. Yeah. You're healed. Well, I've always loved though that like, on like a very like, I don't know, human level, like Jesus was doing a bunch of good. Yeah. And then it was thought that that good was over. Mm. But it wasn't, you know, and (laughs) there is something in our humanity that gets excited whenever something we know was good looks like it's done, but it's not. Think about like fireworks, right? Like Mm -hmm. the grand finale. It's like they'll hit this like final, like, I don't know, precursor to the grand finale. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, yes, fireworks are awesome. And then you're all like, but. (laughs) <laughs> will they send off another and then the grand finale comes and people like lose their minds you know or, yeah, um, no more no more there's literally so many that's a great analogy for yeah. the resurrection yes yes yeah. or um yeah. i was just at a concert with my mom and um and just even like the encore mm. like i and it's almost um it's almost like when you've gone to enough concert you you expect the encore yeah and i'm wondering like in our life if we can start expecting Expecting the resurrection, yeah, you know what I mean. Expect the like, yes, from yes, God. like, man, this was a really good season, Lord, and it's coming to an end. It's like, yeah, but something just on the other side of this could transcend it, right? That's, that's, if we that's were all made for, for more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I just love think that. there's something human about it that when when good things are happening yeah. and we think it's over, yeah. right? That's what makes the cross the darkest day in history. Is because if all of this that was so good is, has now been thwarted, mm-hmm. we're really screwed, yeah. you know. Yeah. But if not. <laughs> then well and what's, what's excitement what's especially profound <laughs> of course because all analogies fall on their face eventually of course. you know whether it's an encore whether it's the grand finale yeah, right um it is is that the resurrection is not an event that that starts and then stops yes so uh we we had so many beautiful um arguments about this in in theology class in college mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um prove it <laughs> the, the resurrection is the interface between time and eternity mm-hmm. so so we have this 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 profound and specific moment in history where mm-hmm. all of a sudden our our connection with Jesus mm-hmm. it, it it jumps off the timeline and into <laughs> forever <laughs> into forever right? yeah into into at this point like we are mm-hmm. we are forever in the moment yeah. of 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 resurrection like mm-hmm. the, I, I quoted kind of loosely at the at the start of the show that we are an Easter people mm-hmm. and and Alleluia is our song. And that's that's a forever thing. It's a forever. You know, mm-hmm. it's good for us in seasons of. Um, it's good for us as humans to go through seasons of remembering repentance and Lent and Advent. But end of the day, like we are, there is a there's only one season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that season is Easter, Easter Sunday. Yeah. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, that, and that's where we find ourselves. Well, and it's Amen. as constant as the, it, like, and I love that about Easter too, is that it's referring to the East. Yeah, that we orient ourselves to where the sun rises. Like, there's so there's so much. The church is just brilliant, and there's so much amazing. Like, I, I don't know, amazingness just in how we've established things, mm. but in the same way that that sun is going to rise tomorrow, right? It's going to rise tomorrow. Like every day, the sun's going to rise. Like it can be a cloudy day. It can be every single day Jesus is alive and he's yeah. resurrected. Whether it's it's clouded by something in my yeah. life or yeah. something, that's happening perpetually to your point. Exactly. Like we're never outside of it and never, we never run out of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I do think being the an Easter people is really significant in the sense of how we form our people too, because I think in, in the 
in the church, there's there is an element where we tend to focus on formation from the lens of um, sin and sacrifice, and not from the 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 lens of um, power and the supernatural, mm-hmm. if you will. And where it's like, okay, if if I, I I am a sinner and I need to work on virtue to overcome my sin, um, I am called to a life of sacrifice. It's almost as if we're more comfortable identifying ourselves yeah. as being a Lenten people. Like this feels safe over here. Mm-hmm. I'm a Lenten per like I'm okay with that. Uh, it's hard for us. Uh, I think right now in the church for us to identify as an Easter people, it's almost yeah. like the the mm-hmm. the preaching of the last 500 years of the church has been much more in line with being a Lenten people and and not necessarily being a, mm-hmm. an Easter people. And it, I, it, mm-hmm. the beauty is, can we be both and right? Yeah, can we be right, in a, a right. constant place of mm-hmm. Lent and Easter, Lent and Easter that I I cry out for more and I understand my humanity and yeah. at the same time I understand that God has broken through that um, mm-hmm. and and I have access to the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we, we are Christians on account of the risen Lord. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. so like this is, this is the, the fundamental mystery of faith. And, and I, I want to, uh, I, I want to target two things today. So first of all, it is, it is the resurrection of Jesus that it's, that's, that's the, the name that we bear. That's the, that's the meditation that we bear that holds mm-hmm. great power in, in the church and the sacraments. Um, we'll communicate that a little bit. And, and then, and then additionally, it's the resurrection of Jesus that holds great power for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is this is the moment where where my life uh, gains meaning. Yeah, and um, that's that's kind of the the target for today. I've got I've got a handful of points that we can reflect on. Yeah, um, but. It's been fun. I really enjoyed preparation for today. If you can't tell, uh, buckle up. It's going to be a good good ride. Yeah. Um, first statement I want to I want to reflect on, guys, is Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Resurrection isn't just something that Jesus does. Mm-hmm. It's who He is, and mm-hmm. that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you hear those words, you know there uh, in the uh, I forget what 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 chapel it is. Was was it Lords when when Mary appeared and said, "I am the Immaculate Conception." Mm. Is that right? Yep. Is I that the right, is. the right? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and I, I, there's a... There's she a, tends to say that a lot, actually. You know? I, <laughs> all, the, all the times It's almost I, like she wants to confirm yeah, something. Yeah. All the times that I've talked to her, yeah. uh, that's usually how she leads Every off. time she appears to me. <laughs> I remember I, 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 was, I was visiting... I haven't been to Lourdes. I was visiting the, the chapel dedicated to Lourdes in the, um, the church in D.C., the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And um, when I saw that, I saw that inscription on on the. It's in this beautiful chapel in the basement of the basilica, and it was the first time that I had ever heard that. I guess I do. I wasn't yeah. familiar with the story of Lords, mm-hmm. and um, the the that mm-hmm. statement struck me so profoundly, of like that there, there's a deep enough connection between the mission of an individual. And mm-hmm. this statement of a word that's often been prescribed as like an action mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it can actually become mm-hmm. my core mission, even even my identity. Yeah, right. Uh, that I am the immaculate conception. I I, I wasn't. I didn't only um, mm-hmm. experience the immaculate conception, mm-hmm. but I am mm-hmm. the immaculate. And Jesus says the same thing. I am the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. And the life. That's mm-hmm. wild, mm-hmm. man. That's I, I'm like right now. I like when I go. To adoration and just pray <laughs> yeah. about like what yeah. can I say about me? <laughs> you know? yeah. Like like what kind of mission has the Lord put on my life or what has he done in my life that I could make those kinds of declarations over my life? Like Mary, like God That's did really something good. in Mary's life, yeah. so she was able to do that 
uh, make that kind of a declaration. What yeah. has God done in your life that you could mm-hmm. declare yeah. uh, in such a powerful way? Yeah, and Jesus yeah. does that a bit. I think it, it's a really good... Um, <laughs> he does it's, that a it's, bit. Well, it's, in, it's, scripture. It's, it's in scripture. I know. No, He's got all those no, I no, am no, 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 no. But not <laughs> to write it off. I mean, that, that's what I am saying, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. like, if you, if you take time to reflect and to go through the Gospels... Every time Jesus uses the name of God, namely I am, yep. and then proceeds to tell you something about that, yeah. it's, it's worth it's worth paying attention to. Yeah. I am meek and humble of heart. Okay, yeah. those are the two adjectives you're going to use. Yeah. So I should probably reflect on that. Like, what does that yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Right. Yeah. And if he says this, and of course he says this before he raises Lazarus, right? That if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died, right? Like, uh, and and would well, you believe in the resurrection? Yeah, you'll raise him. On the last day, yeah. I am the resurrection mm-hmm. and the life. And I think that like it, it is, it's hard to even fathom what that means. A lot of that goes into the eternal ramification you were talking about, Aaron, that like I am the resurrection, meaning all that is dead is coming to life in me yeah. now, right? And I am the life that it's not merely that it's coming to me now, but I'm already there so life is there and life eternal awaits. Yeah. And so it's this like connection where Jesus is like, I am here now and not yet. It's everything yeah. we are talking about, that we are pilgrims on a journey, yeah. right? Like I'm not a citizen here. I'm a citizen yeah. of heaven. Now heaven is available now, <laughs> but not to the degree it's available then. And so it's this, it's it's a it's a paradoxical statement, but it's a powerful statement. And it's one we should live. I often use my own discomfort as kind of like a barometer for uh mm-hmm. for 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 the profound experience of statement. So let's just try this on for size, right? You know, I go through my life frequently and someone will have a question and I will have a response. Mm -hmm. So um, imagine for a moment, like uh, Sarah has a question about, Mm -hmm. about um, putting together a beautiful piece of artwork. And she says, Aaron, um, can you help me with this? I think you may have a solution. And I, I say, I don't have a solution. I, I am, I am. <laughs> solution itself. That kind of makes yeah. me yeah. a little, little yeah. generous yeah. inside. I am in fact right? the solution. Um, you know, uh, can you can you help me? Can you can you help to to heal this sickness? Right. I I, I have the antidote. No. <laughs> I can, am healer. Hey, I, you, I, I am the antidote. <laughs> can you change my oil? I I am the oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. You so, look like a person. So I, don't know. I never knew oil looked like that. So uh, it's it's funny. It's funny, but um, even as I reflect on this, it's like my 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 heart, and my emotions are being are being moved. That that Jesus, like Jesus, sees the human condition, and he doesn't just provide the answer, but he he, he pro- is he yeah. provides himself. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he is the solution. And the uh, it's the crazy thing about baptism is then what he says about himself he then says about us and mm-hmm. makes us that so the like he says i am the light of the world and then it, later he says you are the light, light of, of the world, world right mm-hmm. like that he he is good he is goodness and then he makes us goodness he is holy then he makes us holy he is the mm-hmm. resurrection and the life and then through baptism he makes us the resurrection and the life and i, I wonder mm-hmm. as you read through scripture and you yep. you see those i am statements mm-hmm. underline them and mm-hmm. then declare them over yourself because what christ mm-hmm. has done in us through baptism mm-hmm. he he makes us another christ and so i actually can as he proclaims those things 
about himself mm-hmm. through baptism, he makes mm-hmm. us that. And yeah. it's just really, I am the resurrection of yeah. life. And not, uh, you know, that'd be a little weird if I walk into, you know, <laughs> parish the, mission. Yeah, parish mission. Yeah. Like, I am the resurrection of life. But that is that is well, a, yeah. a true statement about a the sacramental skit. grace. We were made. Skit. We were made in like well, we were made in perfect unity with the Lord, right? So like, I, I've always loved that understanding of like we're always just we're always just in a process of getting back to what it was in the beginning. And in the beginning, we were all those things. And so right now I can declare in my baptism that I'm all those things as the Lord in, because I'm in time and space. And to Aaron's point, he's outside of it as he works that out in me, right? Like I'm becoming the things I'm stating myself to be, which is just actually, you know, it's funny. It goes back to that whole point of our formations, often Lenten formation, as opposed to Easter formation, because it would be startling to go in in front of people and say, I am the resurrection, the life. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is, it's a true statement that we can make about ourselves, Mm -hmm. but what we are much more likely to speak in front of people and say, I am a sinner in need of redemption. Right. So Mm -hmm. we, we tend to, uh, focus more. Yeah. We focus more on, um, the state before our, we've been saved through Christ Jesus, as Mm -hmm. opposed to what he's won for us. And Mm -hmm. it's just, that's, it's just interesting, right? Like what, how might the Mm -hmm. church's mentality, that, that whole idea of the renewal of the mind, how might we become more supernatural in our own lifestyle? If we had more of a mentality of Easter as if opposed to... If you actually to. believed you were a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you really well, believed well, and isn't that, <laughs> what we say. And isn't that the best part of the the good news, though, is that, like, and you mentioned it earlier, Dan, is that the, the both and is where we have to live, that the resurrection is nothing without the cross. The yeah. cross is nothing without the resurrection. Like, you, you, you can't separate the two yeah. from each other, right? Yeah. So it's actually in my recognition of my need of Jesus, which is in my sinful tendencies, that I see I need him and then yeah. he comes and then I become him. Yeah. Whoa. It's like, that's, that's that death to that old man yep. and that taking on the new man. And then it's that constant, um, it, it's a constant baptism. It's like every yeah. day being emerged into the water and brought back up for a new yep. breath and a new breath. I think we should go down to the lake. Down to the lake right yeah, now. Let's, let's, let's do it. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty warm outside. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was actually, that was one of my reflections this morning that, um, it, the resurrection of Jesus is in itself a salvation of it, it's it's the salvation event. Like the, the, mm-hmm. it's not it's not that the cross was our salvation and then the resurrection was an add on. Yeah, right? like the the cross the cross makes no sense outside of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Po- you know, case in point mm-hmm. that the resurrection is where we is where we finally understand that Jesus is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. So if if the resurrection wasn't part of the story, yep. the crucifixion would just be a execution so mm-hmm. at what point did the devil realize he lost was it it was is it, finished <laughs> right at least that's what the church fathers would say i think they, they you think that's when it dawned on him well as soon as he gave over his spirit right if, the, the if you look one. to the if you look to the passion of the christ as a good theological but no but like like because it was um again but this is really cool and i've only heard this recently so if there's any like uh additional sources send them to us you can email us damascus.net add anyone's name before that and you'll find <laughs> Um, but, um, I like, it was actually that the evil one, like had knew that he was a holy man, but believed he had rightly thwarted the plan. Right. And it was, um, and the, the imagery used is that of an ambush predator. So it's, it's, um, a, a predator that like lays <laughs> like the, and, the, and the prey comes the Trojan to horse. the prey. Yeah. The prey comes to the, yeah. the predator. And so Jesus, like an ambush predator actually hanging from the cross 
is like the evil ones just like mocking him, like getting closer and closer yeah. to this absolute mockery. Oh, I love that. And then so the crazy. moment he gets to the cross, right? Yeah. The idea that Jesus looks at him and says, it is finished. Yeah. And then Christus Victor takes eternal life into death. <laughs> right? Nice. And then from the death nice. raises everything into what you're saying. And, and we all that, become that creepy little and bald devil. Just a thought. And at the same time, the devil, I, I would say still to this, like the devil still isn't like, uh, like our lives have to remind the devil that he has lost. Yes. Right. Like we have to that, say it is finished. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like if, cause if, if, if we don't say it is finished in my own life, mm-hmm. right. Like that's so sweet because then, mm-hmm. then I'm not living Christos Victor. Correct. Right. And you're so not. The, the, and this is where both and right. But if I just live a Lenten mentality yeah. and, and that is my spiritual definition, void of an Easter mentality. I'm actually not living the like the Christian lifestyle. I'm, it has I'm to simply, be under something. Yeah. It has to be under something. Like yeah. even even when I go to confession, it's not to say like, well, here's all the ways I'm bad. It's to say I'm going under something. I want to be closer to the Lord. I'm yeah. Yeah. ridden all this over my, here. I, I talked about the proto evangelium. That's awesome. Proto evangelium last week on uh, our show about Good Friday and this. Just it's it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. my fa- one of my favorite images where, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you will strike at his heel while he will while he will yeah stomp on your head. Right? Mm-hmm. I, imagine imagine the vantage point from the snake. You know, the snake is poised to attack, yeah. and and he's he's set his target on that foot, right? <laughs> and as the foot gets closer, he's thinking, yes, yes, I have, <laughs> yes, finally, <laughs> and there it is, yes. Yes. right in front of me. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna sink my teeth in. Yeah. Not realizing that that's yeah. the instrument of his destruction. And isn't it interesting? Yeah. I've been reflecting on this recently because I think we always go to Genesis during like Easter time because that's yeah. that's what we're getting back to. The resurrection yep. brings us back into union with the Father. And um, just in that proto evangelium, just the understanding that even like the discipline um, or the what what am I trying to say? I guess the um, the condemnation for the snake is that he will crawl on his belly. Yeah. But I've always thought it's interesting because like why was his condemnation to do what he does anyway? Right, like a snake does, but by, by uh, the the snake already crawls. So the condemnation was for him to crawl. It's like what? That's what snakes do. Well, right snakes on their belly. used to have legs, Brad. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I was thinking is like, and again, don't, I might be wrong joke. on it, I'm but, sure I, that's I, in but some, uh, <laughs> that actually maybe someone will tell me. I'm sure, but I <laughs> yeah. the, the reflection. Send I Send all complaints to Brad's email address, please. <laughs> the reflection I've been having though is just that, like, like no, it's actually it, it's that it's that it's that flawed vantage point. Is that if you only yeah. crawl on your belly, you only see the heel. You don't see the entire leg that actually takes mm. that out. And it's the same for me. If I simply leave myself, to your point, Dan, on my belly, then my vantage point is wrong. That I'm only seeing the heel of what God yeah. has for me. But instead, like the Lord, like he actually like raises us up, right? Yep. Like it raises us up into heavenly places mm-hmm. to see things from a different vantage point. And now I'm not crawling on my belly with with mere uh, temporal sights, but he's raising me up to see yeah. a yeah. vision. I, th- I think a um, a assignment for all who are listening today would be to think about the brokenness in your life and imagine it as uh, like on the ground before you and say it is finished and just step on it, right? That we would actually declare that the brokenness in our life, those things that we're striving to have victory over, that we would just defeat them. And yep. and in faith, proclaim the words of Christ over them. Um, we used to, when we did Damascus Night Live, we would do skits and yep. we would put a musical interlude while people could go and do the, like do the huh. activity. Little activation. <laughs> so. so go ahead and play <laughs> so. a musical interlude in the background <laughs> while you're doing it. <laughs> Is that okay. Jeopardy? Uh, 
And as, as Jeopardy's going on, just smash. For smash, double Jeopardy, smash. we have <laughs> head smashing prophetically. So uh, one, one, of the, one of the books, um, and this is one of the books that transformed my walk of faith was it's a Protestant um, track. It's mm-hmm. called it's called More Than a Carpenter. You've mm-hmm. probably, you guys have heard that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Sophia's, my daughter's reading it right now. I'm like, I, best I, uh, homeschool program oh, ever. Oh. We're, we're packing up, we're packing up, uh, we're, we're making a prophetic declaration over our house hunt by packing all of our stuff. Mm, and yeah. uh, and we packed all the books away. Otherwise, I would have brought it with me. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so so more than a carpenter, it it talks about some of the, like the basic apologetics for understanding Jesus uh, that that he is who he says he is, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this um, there's this argument that Jesus is either the Lord or he's a liar or he's a crazy man. Mm-hmm. And if if he is not who he says he is, then Christianity is a fraud, Correct. right? Then Christianity is a joke. Then it's mm-hmm. it's the it's the most you know. It's the silliest and stupidest mistake we've ever made, mm-hmm. but we believe, in fact, that that he is mm-hmm. who he says he is. I, I want to quote. I want to quote some Bible for us. Yeah, okay. Oh. So um, once again, that that the resurrection is is the saving event, right? Mm-hmm. It uh, Romans chapter four verse twenty five says that we we were delivered over to death for our sins, and that we are raised to life. I'm sorry that Jesus was raised to life for our justification. Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins. And that he was raised to life for our justification. Mm-hmm. So, it, it the the salvation. I'm sorry, the resurrection of Jesus and mm. the death of Jesus. That is the event of our of our justification mm-hmm. of our salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll quote the Bible again. This time, it's not from the Bible per se, but it's the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. Hey, um, that the resurrection of Jesus is more than a miracle and motive for faith. It's a saving event in its yep. own right since the dying and rising of Jesus together constitute the victory over sin and death. Baptism gives us a share in this double victory, for for through it we die to sin and we rise to new life with Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's the, it, well, it's the key component. I, I was thinking about it like a... It's a big it, deal. Well, if you're writing in a, case you didn't know. Yeah, well, if you're writing a paper, right? Like, what, what, do you, what is the point of Christianity? It's, it's that we would live forever with God in harmony. Like that, we would live in a in like yeah. absolute, just like I don't know, grandeur, grace, beauty, forever. Like that's yeah. the the goal is eternal life, right? And this is the the evidential hallmark of it. Like this is the evidence we put forward. So like, hey, that that idea in Christianity is crazy. Okay, the whole eternal life thing, the whole like there's something after death thing. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like, especially the idea that you think you just live in like a, a blissful state where you're actually like brought into a, a new creation. Like that's mm. absurd. Yeah. It's like, yeah, unless the Lord actually became man and showed it to us first. Yeah. Right. Unless the transfiguration, which is the precursor to the resurrection, right? Yeah. Unless those events are real, then although it might still seem crazy, it's real. And then that's the point. And, and that's like, and that's why I think that like we have to do well to um remember the the mm. profound statement that Jesus rose from the dead. Just yeah. just a quick thing when I'm talking to middle schoolers, you guys have all heard me do this. Probably so many people listening have heard me do this, but like I used to watch History Channel a lot, okay? And History Channel has a show called Ancient Aliens. Wait. 
How long did you watch yes, it? Like, what what ancient age was alien this? Story. So no, no, yeah. this is what I preach to middle schoolers <laughs> okay, because yeah. they get they just like yeah, ancient aliens. Um, but now I'm getting like dated, and no one knows what that show is. But yeah. uh, ancient aliens ultimately was a show <laughs> that suggested that every like big thing that happened in the past, like Stonehenge, uh-huh. the pyramids of Giza, uh, Mesopotamia, like all of that was done by extraterrestrial beings. Oh. Okay, and so um, that makes but, sense. But um, it, yeah, I mean yeah. they can make arguments for it for sure for like hours at a time. And and um, one thing I always say is like I would watch that show and like laugh at them. Now again, like probably not the most charitable thing, but it was like it was funny because they would spin everything into this narrative, <laughs> yeah. everything into this narrative. And then the Lord, like after my conversion, and I was like preparing a talk one time, He was like, you know, in Ancient Aliens, how you thought that those guys believed crazy things and would talk about it forever. And, <laughs> and I would, I mean, they would be up at like three a.m. looking at how the moon was hitting the pyramid to try to make a point, and he, he was just like speaking to me that they've given their whole lives to this thought. And then it dawned on me, like the thought of the resurrection is far more absurd Mm. than the fact that in an infinite universe, there's some kind of being that might've helped at some point on this planet. Like the idea that like death was actually (laughs) destroyed from a resurrected body of, I don't know, God incarnate is an insane (laughs) statement. And yet these men, like they believed more in ancient aliens than I felt at that time. I believed in the resurrection and then the Lord. And again, I present this to the middle schools. I'm like, and if you believe in the resurrection, we got to give some to that was a faith crisis for you, right? You're like, do I believe in the resurrection or the ancient aliens? Yeah, right. right. Because I mean, honestly, they presented their arguments. No, but seriously, I do think it gets to a point of like, we, um, we take, we just, we just take things prima face, like on the face sometimes and just don't, don't actually allow ourselves to be awestruck by it. Like it's insane. You're talking about the Ancient aliens. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I've I've gone in a few directions here. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just, I think that like, as you meditate on like that, that idea of the eternal life, um, it, 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 to me, it's kind of like, I find, I don't know, is it's hard for me to pray about heaven, um, because it seems so different from where I am now. And, uh, it's it's pretty different. Yeah. And so like when (laughs) I try to meditate on heaven, I have a hard time like conceptualizing it. And, but what I love about like the resurrected Jesus is that, there's when he appears resurrected he has uh he shows his wounds and um mm-hmm. and that that his his triumph the sign of his triumph if you will was was brought with him in his glorified body mm-hmm. um and i think like wow like how how is my life now yep, yep. going like what is the triumph that's going to be in my glorified body and so like it's hard for me to think of like okay eternal life resurrection of the body like and, yeah. and think about heaven but i can mm-hmm. what i love to meditate on is okay like well, what are what are my yeah. what are my wounds going to be like? What what am I doing in my life now that's going to actually be exemplified? Uh, yeah. Is that a word exemplified? Usually, usually the answer is no. He kept his body. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, we don't have to go there right now, but like that's that's just so profound. He kept his body, like the man. the king of the universe, the God man. Yeah, like he didn't divorce himself from man again. Yeah. He, he he stayed the God man, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus, he took on flesh and he didn't abandon flesh. Yep, that's like. Yeah, it's good yeah. news. Yeah, it's, it's good, good news. news. You're about to send me on a long, <laughs> long wild goose chase here. <laughs> here we go. One of my favorite things to reflect on is the resurrection. Uh-huh. Um, St. Thomas, I mean, he yeah. uh, he identifies, he, and he's the best the best guy when it comes to reflecting on obscure things. Yeah, um, that's that's fair. I mean, he he shares the the beautiful gifts that we can that we can expect to enjoy in the resurrection of the yeah. body. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we'll find some time later. What does, what does Thomas Aquinas 
say about the ancient aliens? <laughs> that's that's so, what I want to know. That's the real question. So there's that's this summa uh, question think, number 119. I think I'm probably the only... I've never met somebody else who does this, but it's, it's the inner statistician in me that whenever something happens or whenever I think of some random thing, I, I just wonder... You know what are the odds? What's the probability that, it, that it's some it's somewhere in in the world this has happened before? Yeah, like there are a lot of strange people that have communicated a lot of strange things. Mm -hmm. So, Brad, I, I would I would ask this question. Yeah. Oh no. How many times do you think in the in the course of private revelation has God ever uttered the word ancient aliens? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, if I, I reflect I, I, on my years the of Lord watching, it to me, and he said, me an ancient aliens." <laughs> well, I think if you go to the pyramids at Giza and you dig under the left corner of yeah. the third, then you will find, in fact, a scroll. Um, I, I think. Just, I, think that uh, yeah. may, I think that may have been the first time. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it might have been. Yeah. I think that might have been the first time in the resurrection <laughs> context that ancient aliens have made their way in. But yes. as, been uttered from the you mouth should, of that's, God. That's the power of prayer. That's yeah. the, the power of prayer <laughs> is that absurd things come in. But no, I at. think the Lord does humble me in that sense sometimes <laughs> where he's like, you know those things that you find really ridiculous? Like you believe really, really, really ridiculous <laughs> things. You just don't live like you yeah. believe them yeah. all the time. No, and it's like, that. yeah, that's probably... That's probably okay. a fair statement. Um, okay, here's here's a good here's another good one. Uh, why why does the resurrection of Jesus matter? Because it's through the resurrection of Jesus that that we experience the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. Uh, so it, you know, our it, it's funny we we talked about kind of the interface between time and eternity, and at the cross things kind of go a little haywire mm -hmm. because we have this this moment where um, where Jesus who has in some way, in in the human nature that he that he took upon himself, experienced life and time, but then at the moment of his death, uh, it's like if if you were if you had a little marker that you were tracking, like mm -hmm. where's Jesus right now? Mm -hmm. GPS marker on his soul. Yeah. yeah. Um. All of a sudden, in that moment, things explode, mm -hmm. right? And uh, theologians have 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 posited that it's it's actually, um in the exhale of his breath on the cross that the Holy Spirit is 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 given to the is given to the to the to the world yeah um and then we see that same story told again of course in at, at pentecost um and uh so too like jesus makes a promise to the to the thief next to him on the cross this day you'll be with me in paradise mm -hmm. yet mm -hmm. we would suggest maybe it's three days later that jesus yeah yep. um rises to life so like i said the timeline gets a little screwy mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> at, at at the moment yeah. of, of the death of jesus but um certainly uh it is it is at the moment of of the of the death and resurrection of Jesus that that we come to experience the transformative power of the Holy Spirit yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. as a church and as individuals. Yeah, well, and the ascension plays into that too, right? Like I, I was reflecting on um, some of the resurrection accounts, right? And in, in Mary Magdalene, right? I mean, it's that famous. Well, that, I mean, that's just beautiful. You could reflect on that forever, right? That Mary's yeah. out there, she's been weeping, right? That she's just distraught. Like, I mean as we all would be. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I literally couldn't yeah. imagine, right? Like, yeah. um, but hope does not disappoint, right? Hope does not disappoint. And um, so she's out there and then um, she goes and she sees the tomb open, right? And then in other accounts, it'll say that there's an angel sitting on the rock that says, come and see the place where he lay, right? But regardless, Mary's there and sees that the tomb is empty and is like, well, someone's taken the Lord and yeah. looks around and sees what she thinks is the gardener. And she like is asking where they've put the Lord. And that's when he utters her name, Mary. And then from there, she goes and she clings to the Lord. And he says, 
don't do not cling to me because yeah. I've not yet ascended to the Father. And there's something, there's a profound mystery between resurrection and outpouring of Holy Spirit, or even to your point, Aaron, from crucifixion to outpouring of Holy Spirit, where you have the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension kind of working together so that the Trinity comes back into the plan that the Spirit would actually animate us, that he would be in relationship with us in such yeah. a way that would bring us back mm. into that Trinitarian dance. So like, yeah, I, I, I just agree. I'm just kind of giving context for like, as I've been reflecting on it, something about, because even when the blood and water pours out, right, that's the birthplace yeah. of the church. And then the breath, there yeah. comes the Holy Spirit. And then, but don't cling to me yet because it's not yet fully done. And because I'm ascending to the father. And then from there, we send the spirit because he spirates from us. There's something <laughs> just in that whole thing. That's yeah. profound. We were, <clears throat> we were walking, um, the other day, at, through a churchyard and, my daughter Liliana, who's <clears throat> seven, sees a sees a statue of Jesus, and he's holding a baby and has a, a young child cling, like clinging to his leg. So it's like one of those like statues, Jesus sure, with the children. Sure. And and Liliana says, "Huh? So is that baby Jesus, teenager Jesus, and grown up Jesus all together?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> but. But I think there's it, it is amazing that when we think about encountering <laughs> Christ, that we can encounter Jesus in the different moments of his life. Like there's something so beautiful about encountering the mm-hmm. infant child at, at the Christmas season to spend time meditating, like that I could hold in prayer. And even like the infant child comes and like you have guys like mm-hmm. uh Anthony of Padua who has this uh profound mystical experience. Jesus, yeah, like, yeah, jump. with the infant child. Yeah. And um and the but then you've you have uh I just wonder like the importance of those uh, those those days after the resurrection, where Jesus went to his disciples, he wanted his disciples to encounter him risen, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, so that they would tell the story yeah, and give evidence sure. of the resurrection, but so that they so that they would actually have an encounter with not just Jesus, uh, but the risen yeah. Jesus Christ. And I think that in, uh, encounter with Jesus risen mm-hmm. is so important for us as mm-hmm. as disciples mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. in order for us to know our identity. So why is yes. it that he says, don't like, don't cling to me, right? That yeah, there's right, this right. idea of like, I, I'm here because I want you to encounter me, to know me. Why yeah. does he go to the upper room? Multi- like he wants them to know him mm-hmm. so that they know, oh, this is... When the Holy Spirit comes, this is who I'm supposed yeah, to be, yeah. right? Through the Holy Spirit, I become like the risen Christ. Well, yeah, and in John 1, isn't it funny? So I, I was reading this. This was probably two years ago. And, you know, you just go through the same verses like your whole life long. So there's always just something that's like, I've just read over that verse so many yeah. times. But John, whenever he's, it's, it's that beautiful prologue, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. It's that prologue. And then when, um, when John gets to the point where he's kind of like, testifying it was it was insane to me to kind of read that like it's almost like a reflection from john where he says and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we saw his glory mm-hmm. like he's talking about the transfiguration and the resurrection here he's like we saw his glory it was like of course he's talking about the incarnation and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us talking about his life yeah and then he says and we saw his glory mm. Because there was, there was something about like, when we behold that glory, again, it it establishes this hope in me and hope doesn't disappoint. Hope gets me to cry out. Hope gets me to desire more. Hope gets me to see something that could blossom in a way that it's not right now. And then from that place, like I see his glory. It's like, 
Lord, could I be like that? And, and how much can I be like that right now? Yeah. And how much tomorrow yeah. and the next day? And then of course, on the other side into eternity, yeah. but. And have you something. seen his glory? Like he wants yeah, his disciples yeah. to see his glory. And I think that is, it's so important for us. Not like we're, we're so blessed to have like this God who loves us in such a tender, compassionate, gentle way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, maybe their spiritual life ends there that I have this friendship with Christ, or I can identify with Christ crucified and I have fellowship with Christ. But have you gone on, on, on Mount Tabor with him yet? Have you seen his glory? Has, has he, has he come to you in, in your upper room and have you seen his glory? Have you, have you seen the risen Lord? And has, because that encounter changes everything for how you live your life today, right? Like, so if you want Christianity to impact your lifestyle and not just your eternal life, if you actually want it to impact your lifestyle, it's that encounter with the risen Lord that just shifts everything Mm -hmm. because then the Holy Spirit, it's like, whoa, like the, it's as if life in the Holy Spirit makes sense when you see the risen Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's good. Yeah. The resurrection of Jesus. Why is is it important? In order to enable us to live an eschatological life. Yes. Yes. It's the animating spirit. It's the animating spirit. Uh, so one of the, one of the guys, um, that I, I was, I was listening to all kinds of reflections on resurrection. Bishop Barron's sweet. I know you're you're a big fan, Brad. Big fan, big fan. Um, I want to I want to pull on some of his uh, reflections. He says that the the resurrection of Jesus it breaks the old order, and um, I, I I too I would consider myself a bit of a history buff. So, mm-hmm. um, looking through even like the the experience of what what was what was the concept of resurrection mm-hmm. in the time of Jesus, uh, there were there were various different like Old Testament views, but none of them were what Jesus experienced. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> that's true. Um, so, so you talk about like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and and s- some people had had different perspectives of mm-hmm. of what what bodily resurrection might entail. You know, there was there was the thought process that when you're dead, you're dead. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing else happens from there. Mm-hmm. There was a the thought process that you know maybe there's like this little shadow land that yeah. that you that you go to. Like where's Enoch? Like he was just taken. <laughs> like where'd he go? Um, there there was another concept that maybe the body dies but the soul lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know how do we wrap our heads around that? Yeah. And then and then there was a a popular opinion that the that was was held in the time of Jesus that the righteous would at the end of the at the end of time they would together rise to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you even hear that, uh, you, you hear that demonstrated again in the story of Lazarus, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, he, he will rise will again rise on the last day. with, mm-hmm. with when the righteous rise together. But, um, but Jesus, he, he doesn't follow any of those norms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, <coughs> people may have had faith in the fact that Jesus would rise at the end of time, mm-hmm. but then three days later he comes to demonstrate, yeah. Hey, n- not only were you right, yeah. but I'm going to take this thing that you had relegated to some far and uncertain point in the future, mm-hmm. like this, this, this hope against hope, and now it's going to happen yeah. today. Yeah, and I've always been amazed at like, yeah, because I, I agree, it breaks the old order, and I've, I've always wondered like in breaking the old order, why he established the new order the way he did. Like Jesus could have risen like the next day, yeah, but he raises like... He is risen on the third day, and I think that's because we needed preparation on uh, just to make ourselves ready for all the Easter festivals. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. We had to get the eggs ready. The compli- we, had to, we had to pack them with chocolate. Life. And yeah. um, no, I yeah. think there was something about him wanting us to to like again, like the hope piece. Yeah, right. That the new order is that there's something coming. 
that like the despair, like you don't have to sit in despair. There's something coming. Like I've long, like if I could go back now again, like it's, it's hard to even say this. So I'll probably change it tomorrow. But like, I've been reflecting on it. Like, yes, it would be amazing to be the crucifixion, knowing uh-huh. the profundity of it. Like, like at the, at the event yep. itself, when it happened in Jerusalem, like it would be super profound to see the risen Lord. It would also be really profound to figure out what the heck was happening on Holy Saturday. Yeah. Like what the heck was happening? Like how much hope did they have? How much despair did they have? I I mean, they're Mm. human. So I'm sure it's some combination of the two, like it is for us every single year of our walk with the Lord. Yeah. But there's something that's like, there's something in the new order about the way Jesus was doing things that he was revealing something to us. Like there's something coming. Well, we're an Easter people. We're a Good Friday people, yeah. and we're Holy Saturday people. Yeah, yeah. That that the reality is that mm. we we have we are we do still suffer, and we are called to die to self, and mm. <laughs> and so this reality of Good Friday is such a real tangible thing that we all experience. Human yeah. suffering is is the condition of our lot, and mm-hmm. and we are a resurrected people that we yes. we actually can live a supernatural lifestyle and live supernatural ministry here on earth through the power of the Holy Spirit. And our life in this world is kind of that Holy Saturday yeah. where you're just kind of like, well, shoot, I'm living yeah. this weird balance between Friday and Sunday. And no, I think I'm is. trying to make sense of it all. And I think that's why a lot of times when we preach the gospel here at Damascus and we preach like a, 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 a resurrected message, people yeah. struggle with it, right? That we would we would say that Jesus yeah. Christ is still healing people today, and we pray for people for healing miracles, right? People struggle with that because they're living in the reality of of Holy Saturday, where it's like, well, shoot, like I I know that Jesus can heal and he has the power to heal, but I also know that like people suffer. Yeah, but right? see, I think it's because they don't understand Holy Saturday. Because we don't understand the new order. He is bringing a new order. And what is Holy Saturday but here now and not yet? That's what it is. That's actually literally what it is. Like, are are you like, did the salvation of our souls happen at the crucifixion? Yes. But was it here fully? Well, not without the resurrection. It sure wasn't. Mm -hmm. But what are we doing on Saturday? We're living in a here now, not yet. (laughs) That is actually, we actually do live Holy Saturday every time in hope of Easter, right? The Easter people's a disposition Uh, of hope. That's what it is. And it's a remembrance that the Lord died. So I think the understanding of Holy Saturday is like some, like I have to sit on my hands is wrong. It's a here now, not yet. It's the, okay, Jesus, there, salvation's happening. I mean, even the Holy Spirit was, was he poured out from the cross? Exactly. I, I would presume. Yeah. Yes. Was he poured out at the resurrection? Yes. At Pentecost, of course. Yeah. But like there's, there is a reality in the right new now, order. There yes. is a reality in the new order. If this is correct, yeah. if it's breaking the old order and the new order's coming, there is here now, not yet. Well, it has to be. And just connecting a prayer ministry, I guess the prayer minister is one who is in is living in Holy Saturday, right? That they're, they're praying with someone in their suffering yes. and they're hoping for the of resurrection course. to come. And we know it's coming. That's yeah. the good news yeah. is that I know it's coming. And whether it comes when I pray, if, yes. if, is the person healed instantly? Sometimes, or, yes. yes. Thank or you, 10, Jesus. 20 years. Exactly. The resurrection is coming. Yeah, Because yeah. it, it, it has to come because the yeah. promise is already there. Yeah. That is the new order. So if I you're think. doing prayer ministry, and I, I hope everyone is because we're uh-huh. all called to pray with others, uh, <laughs> that that is that, that paradox to enter into their suffering pray with them for the resurrection and 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 just have that hope have that heart of longing that the apostles had that after Jesus died I know you arise I know you said you would That's rise awesome. right Thank have you. that heart of anticipation and let him do it man mm-hmm. yeah uh 
why is why is the resurrection important? Um, <laughs> thanks for keeping us on track. Well, no, yeah. Here's, so here's another because fun. of the Easter eggs. When are we going to talk about the Easter eggs? Another fun <laughs> reflection. So uh, the Eucharist, the source and summit of Christian faith, it's intrinsically tied to the resurrection, right? Because yep. there's there's no Eucharist without the body and blood of Jesus, and if the body and blood of Jesus expire, <laughs> you know, three days after the yeah. whatever Last Supper, right? Um, that when we go to mass, we go we go to the resurrection, and, and we don't receive we don't receive the body of Jesus from 30 A.D. We receive the resurrected Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We receive the body, the blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so mm-hmm. when like I, I don't know, I, I think for me, um, even as I as I I wrap my head around that reflection over the last uh, couple of days, that mm-hmm. the oftentimes when I envision going to receive communion i envision like myself being transported into the last supper mm-hmm. and and sitting you know sitting beside the man the man jesus and and receiving this this sacramental yeah i i don't envision and i should that that the the, the body blood soul and divinity of jesus that i receive is that's yeah. that's that's the the white hot thing that came out of the tomb mm-hmm. like <laughs> no right um that's uh that that's that's the the god that that yeah. can't be described by any other way right yep. that that's a, that's the taste of eternity mm-hmm. that's, amazing. that's exactly what it is that's amazing mm-hmm. i love that and just <laughs> when you receive that just imagine what you can do with that inside of you right yes. like if i receive the resurrection and the life what does that animate me <laughs> to be able to do yeah. that it animates me to overcome he animates me to overcome my sin yeah. he animates me to uh, to live mm-hmm. a supernatural lifestyle mm-hmm. he animates mm-hmm. me to love in an unconditional way he animates me to be trans for my heart to be transformed when the resurrection yeah. and the life yeah. enters my body yeah. my my yeah, my right. heart and and everything about my lifestyle is actually able to be transformed. Yeah, and yeah. there's so much power, yeah. so much well, power. Well, think about the invitation. I, I'm like that. I, I I love going back to those like just small little details <laughs> in scripture of the like, like the angel on the rock. Come and see the place where he yeah. lay. I think the entirety of the gospel can be summed up in "Come and see and follow me." Right? Like, come and see and follow me. And so come and see the place where he lay. Okay, I step into the empty tomb of Jesus, and I see that there is there is no one there. Yeah. That, that there, the death has been overcome. Like, that's actually when I then step out of the tomb of Lazarus. Yep. Right? That, like, okay, I go into the tomb of Jesus and see he's no longer there, and he said, follow me, so I will follow him out of my tomb. Right, that I will hear him say, "Brad, come out, Lazarus, come out," and then, and then the process. Like what I love about the Lazarus story is, is, is that like obviously it's a precursor to the resurrection, but like it's it's our response to the resurrection. It's I'm coming out, and I yeah. still have burial bands on, mm-hmm. and then the community around me, the beloved of God, the body of Christ. Help me untie them. I love that about that story. Yeah. That Jesus yeah. doesn't like say Lazarus come out and then the burial bands all fall. Yep. He comes like hopping out and then he actually <laughs> do that again. Bro. He's yeah. like, hopping yeah. out <laughs> and then like and then Jesus. I really wish he wasn't in a chair, but Jesus, you were actually but, like mummified, like bouncing. If I was talking to middle schoolers or high schoolers or even college students, <laughs> probably even adults, I would. But like, um, I do. I think there's this like, I don't know, man. There, the treasures in the resurrection are, are the stories of the Christian life that when, when I walk into the tomb of Jesus and I come and see, and I see that he's not there, I follow him out of it. And then I'm into life and life eternal. And that's, and that's actually when I'm still having like those little 
pieces of the old man still there. Yeah. Those little like, but then I just look to the brothers mm. and sisters around me. That's when Jesus, he doesn't even go to Lazarus and untie him. He looks to the others and he says, untie, untie him. him. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a gift. We have to have that faith uh, that it is finished. Though. It's that's finished. Awesome. Yeah, no, it 100%. is finished. Yeah, it because is. the, the if, if, if I convince myself it's not finished until I die, then I won't, well, think I won't of, actually live how the fruit stu- of the resurrection. How stupid would it be for me to go, <laughs> oh, wait, I noticed I still have burial bands on. I must be dead. Yeah. No, because you don't observe that you have burial bands on when you're dead. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that I have that there yeah. means I'm alive. Yeah. And so all I got to do is get that off me. Uh, right. And that's the, it is finished. It's a great reality. point. I like yeah. that. Uh, and we're, we're, we got to land this thing. We're oh, getting, don't we're do close. it. Don't uh, do it. Let's, let's keep, keep going. Oh, we got a couple more things. Okay. So <laughs> let's just say it's not just the Eucharist that is established through the, through the, the power of the resurrection, but all of the sacraments. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do a little Bible study. Go and and search for yourself where we find the foundation for for the sacraments in the Catholic Church. Right, baptism is through the Great Commissioning um, mm-hmm. in various places, but it's sure. it's reaffirmed in the Great Commissioning after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, the Eucharist, of course, uh, in the Road to Emmaus, we see that we see the sacrament of the Eucharist reaffirmed mm-hmm. after the resurrection. We see uh, conf- the sacrament of confession. When Peter, do you love me? When Jesus, yeah, if, if you forgive sins, then they're forgiven. If you retain sins, they're retained. Receive the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. post-resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, confirmation, he breathed on them. He says, receive the Holy Spirit in John chapter 20, uh, post-resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, priesthood, again, uh, he reaffirms the ministerial priesthood. Simon, do you love me more mm-hmm. than these? Feed my, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, post-resurrection. Mm-hmm. All this, it, it's, it's all there. The only one, mm-hmm. uh, catechism says that marriage too is affirmed in the rec- resurrection resurrection even though often we look to the feast of yeah, cana as like sure. the the affirmation of that sure. but it's it's in the it's in the marriage of the lamb that that is yeah. that is consummated uh in the in the in the sacrifice and the resurrection of jesus mm-hmm. that we find that power so yeah like everything that we root ourselves in as catholics mm-hmm. it's all rooted there yeah so like it's important it's well a, it's a i, I even think about marriage again i've been thinking about it in the context obviously we brought up the scripture already yeah. but when mary clings to jesus it's, Jesus is the bridegroom. She is part of the bride. But what Jesus is saying is, unto me ascending to the Father. Yeah. That it's actually not just right now. And that's what every good spouse should always do is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm here for you. Obviously, like I'm right here. But cling to me insofar as you know that where we're going, like yeah. the destination yeah. that I'm ascending to the Father. I maybe uh, it's because I'm selfish. Because, but all I ever think about is, okay, how does how does this benefit me? Perfect. Right, and <laughs> that's great. Yes. So, and, 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 yeah. well, right. Brad, Brad opened the door. You yes. know yeah. that that the resurrection orients us to to the reality that that we must be a people of hope on account yes. of this on account of this call. Yeah. So, um, God God says yes to creation. He affirms that he affirms that this world wasn't it. Right. That that the experience, the suffering that we that we experience that that there's more, um, that, that even, even the worst tragedy imaginable in our life, it's not the end Mm -hmm. because, because he's got a plan that, that, that surpasses even that. Right. Um, and, and ultimately that, that, uh, this hope is available to all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a, that's a good, a good word and a promise to everybody. Well, and I think just to the, just the, man, I'm able to live the lifestyle of Jesus because of the resurrection. And I mean, if it, the, like, what, it was, what an amazing, amazing privilege that the Lord enables us and invites us to follow him and in following him to live his lifestyle. It's what we live from. Yeah. I think, and, and that's what we can't forget is like, I'm living from the resurrection because yeah. it's forever. Like the resurrection is active now. The life is now. And that's what I'm living from. It's not what I'm living for. 
it's what I'm living from. And again, just a difference of preposition, but like it's the foundation. Yeah. And it's where I'm it's where I'm going, but also it's the source and the summit. And, and if, it's yeah. back to the Eucharist. If I'm living from it, then the supernatural should be natural. And that's that's the amazing thing mm-hmm. that like you said, Aaron, he like he does these things that just all like creation, incarnation, resurrection, like it just defies the natural order. And my life, because of what Jesus has done, can defy the natural Agreed. order. And mm-hmm. you, when you read the lives of the saints, I, sometimes I read the lives of the saints and it's just like, how do they possibly do all it? Like, how do they accomplish like the amount that they accomplish? And it's like, they, their life literally just defied the natural order. Thomas Aquinas, he, they, they say he wrote more than any human being could write in their entire life. Like the, that, what was it? The, 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 if, if someone were to write like nonstop in, a, in the, their lifespan, he wrote more than five people could, they could do like, he just wrote this unfathomable about like saints, like open, like, mm-hmm. like, like 300 convents around the world. Like what? Like, and and then, and then all the supernatural healings and miracles that flowed forth. And it's, it's, it's because they came into agreement with the supernatural life of the resurrection. And, and they're, they weren't saints when they were like, they, they were canonized saints because their natural lives were supernatural. Mm -hmm. And the, the beauty is your natural life, my natural life can be supernatural. Right. And the, the, the canonization is just the, the, stamp that like says hey check this guy out right but like they they're not they're not unlike us yeah. they don't they don't have something uh, we don't have access to all right let's let's uh let's let's wrap this thing up um guys this has been a joy mm-hmm. uh thanks for being awesome yeah um friends you've been listening to beyond damascus we want to we want to i just want to pray for you today um mm-hmm. that that what we've communicated in this message would would just become foundational for your life mm-hmm. um one of the one of the coolest reflections that I ran into this past week was that the cross uh, was meant to be public, right? It was meant to be public as an instrument of intimidation. That that when you walked into the city, you saw the criminal on display, so you knew mm-hmm. I I I, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't get in the way of power, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jesus took this instrument that was meant to be public and transformed it in a way that it still is meant to be public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let your life be uh, a witness to the empty cross, to the empty tomb mm-hmm. that demonstrates for us that, that, that God makes a promise that will surpass the deepest struggle that we experience in our life. God makes a promise and he keeps it, that, that everything that you experience, that um, every, every trial, every persecution, it only makes sense and it does make sense mm-hmm. in light of the fact that Jesus is who he says he is. And he's going to transform your life to become more like him. Mm-hmm. So we pray, Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen, amen, that you will accomplish that promise in the lives of every person who's listening to today's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, transform us, transform our experience of Catholicism, transform our experience of human life through an encounter with you in the power of your resurrection. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Friends, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining us for Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Big thanks to our buddies over at St. Gabriel Radio for making this show possible and for joining with us on mission. Um, check out our YouTube channel, Beyond Damascus. Share this show or uh, like and subscribe to the show to communicate this message to anybody who you think in your life might benefit from it. Um, we love you guys. and. Enjoy your Easter. We'll see you next week. God bless.